0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com.
1: So we were like, we need to put Bob somehow into the album art because it was also really hard to create memes out of the previous album art because it was just like these animals killing each other. So we were like, if we add Bob to the album art again, we can create memes out of him. And then <laughs> we added him to the album art and started making some memes and the one night we just got the idea we were like what if Bob just started invading (laughs) other album covers and you know stealing things from people and doing all kinds of crazy things and we're like yeah we can just make him like you know his own page (laughs) and Facebook also has this new algorithm now where like the bands can like comment on each other's pages and everybody sees it or like And it was never like that in the past. So I saw other bands just using it to, like, you know, send each other love. And we were like, no, we have to bring memes into this in some way. And that's pretty much how it kicked off.
2: Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Brought to you by Sound Talent Media, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I've been having a glorious week so far. I most certainly have been. Before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'd also like you to tell a friend about the podcast. If you have someone in your life that loves metal and craft beer, well, then you should absolutely talk to them about Vox and Hops. You can tell them that there are over 290 episodes with some of the world's biggest metal musicians available for them to listen to. If you were to encourage someone to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, in today's episode, I'm with Duncan Bentley of Vulvodynia, and this episode was recorded during last week's Thirsty Thursday Virtual Hang. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 292. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Duncan Bentley of Volvadenia Sinners and a band name that's far too long for me to pronounce. <laughs> uh, how How are you doing, Duncan?
1: I'm doing amazing, man. It's really good to be here. Like... <laughs> It's so good.
2: It makes me very happy to be with you. Uh, you have accomplished something very unique uh, throughout the past few months. Uh, you are probably the most uh, exciting extreme metal band on the internet. Uh, I'm in awe of what you've created. We're going to cover that. But first, I would like to talk about uh, how did you cope with the, the glorious year that is now behind us uh, of 2020 uh, into the lingering, now we're halfway through 2021. How How did you cope? with the time at home
1: yeah no it really it it felt like we were thrown into the dark ages (laughs) because like the (laughs) whole of 2020 as well like alcohol was actually banned in South Africa for like most of 2020 yeah so like (laughs) it was like we were back in the prohibition days and like people were selling alcohol like you know under the no radar, way. like, for really expensive prices. And, like, yeah, just to get a beer, man, it was, like, triple the cost. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, it was kind of hectic. But finally, we've got alcohol back and we can have our beer and stuff. <laughs> and, yeah, no, it gave us time to just sit down and, like, write a new awesome album. Like... Uh, it's like the first time we've actually uh, gotten to like, write an album together as a band, whereas the previous albums were all written like, in our studio, you know, bedrooms separately and like emailed to each other and sent off to producers and whatnot. So, yeah, just it gave us time away from touring just to focus on a rad album.
2: That's incredible. I definitely want to go back and touch on this. Why was there a new liquor band? Was it because of the pandemic and everyone was at home, or was it just a happenstance that it happened in 2020?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I- I think they just uh, associated alcohol and it was actually a cigarette ban as well. They associated both with people just like partying and not obeying the really? lockdown laws. So they're like, okay, if we take away alcohol, then people will maybe obey the lockdown laws. But it's just like... You know, it mm. went underground <laughs> and people just started you know, charging whatever they wanted to for it. And yeah, you know, it got quite brutal.
2: That sounds brutal. I was worried at first when it happened here in Canada, but they made uh, liquor an essential service. And that made me very happy because I, it is essential, at least to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they expect you to cope with lockdown if you can't have a beer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, I am also interested uh, writing a record with the full band for the first time. What what was different versus everyone working on their own. Uh, How did that affect uh, the creative process of this new record?
1: Like, it was just so rad as well, because all our previous albums were all, like, programmed drums, and, like, this was the first time as well that we got to send our drummer Tom into studio and record real drums, and also just being able to bounce ideas off of each other. Like, when I used to record vocals on my own, like, I'd write the lyrics and go into it and, like, you know what I mean? Not have anybody else to bounce ideas off of, whereas now we could all write the lyrics together as a band and be like, no, we think we should change this and this should happen and whatnot. And we got to do that with everything, even the riffs and, like, the drums and every aspect of the album. So it's just rare to be, be able to bounce ideas off of each other and finally work together uh, because, yeah, it's just... Working together on this album has has shown us that it's like what we need to do on future albums. We we, we can't be, uh, you know, like just writing on our own in our studios and bouncing ideas off of each other like that. We have to meet up and take that
2: six months off of touring to just, you know, write something awesome. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Now, what beer are you going to be drinking tonight, virtually sharing with us the Thirsty Thursday gang? Because this episode is being recorded live at a Thirsty Thursday virtual hang.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so I'm drinking Black Label, calling Black Label. And this is my favorite, <laughs> this is my favorite local beer, yeah. I know you get it in some other countries with different names, but... Yeah, I love this one so much, dude. This is like my favorite, this side. And then I've also got some Lion, uh, Lion Lager. This is also like a South African Very one here. Cool. Uh, and this one's like super cheap and, uh, <laughs> and cost-effective. And then at the back behind me, yeah, uh, got Hansa, which is actually like a Czech beer. Which I also enjoy, that we get here, it's like also very popular this side. And then, also got Windhoek. Uh Vintuk Lager, this is from Namibia. Uh, it's also one of my favorites this side. And uh, one more on this side. <laughs> I've got Castle Lager. And this is, yeah, another one. I think you get it worldwide as well, but it started off in Joburg. In Johannesburg, Amazing. South Africa. So yeah, I've got a few beers yeah, but I just decided to get like five of the most popular beers that you can get in store, yeah?
2: Amazing. I I love that you have the black label, Carling. We got Dan immediately put into the chat. That was the first beer he had when he was seven and he puked. So, so I would vote that you start with, that <laughs> and then with Dan, who's a part of the Vox & Hops Metal Review crew. Uh, on my side, I have a very strange beer that uh, I've been wanting to tackle, but it's a complex beer. It's a complex experiment, yeah. And uh, I, I wanted to do it in a video form. So, what better way to do it this way? This is uh, from Alafu, and it's basically it comes in this little package here which I've dismantled and torn apart. It's their Chai Riff, ch- which is basically Sheriff. A La Fue is always like cowboy themed. It comes from a city called saint cite in Quebec. Uh, so this is two beers. And uh, the, the purpose of these two beers is that you have to mix them together and you mix them together yeah, in yeah. the quantities that you see fit, so you can make your own blended version. So this is basically a creek-based base. Well, so tart brew, and it says on it, uh, do not drink it alone, but I will, just so you guys can see my face. <laughs> and uh, this is their Causer sur which is a uh, sour saison with raspberries. This is 5.4%. The other one is 5%, if I remember. I'm going to pour this out. Uh, I have my classic Vox & glasses going here i have a shooter with a two ounce shooter so i'm gonna go 50 50 to start to see how that tastes but first i'll taste them alone uh, yeah. just to see how that goes i'll start with the one that i'm nice. supposed to drink which is the calceur framboise fancy it just smells delicious smells like delicious rad raspberries and cheers to you
1: Mm-mm-mm.
2: cheers <laughs> fantastic on its own absolutely delicious let's see this one that i'm not supposed to drink on its own because i don't like you know we're metal we don't. we don't listen yeah, to yeah. this right <laughs> it's a kriko it's a cherry griot the city's griots which are wild cherries uh, aged in oak it's very tart <laughs> very very tart so let's do a 50 50 cheers to all the thirsty thursday game that's here with us tonight whoa, whoa. Fuck yeah, guys! Okay, well, fifty-fifty's nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna sip on that, and I'm gonna throw out as I'm going through the interview. I'm gonna keep doing different blends. Yeah,
1: like one more thing. This the the black label in South Africa. We call it Zamalek. Zamalek. Like the, that's it. Yeah, that's its nickname. Like it's it's so popular. Yeah, it's like probably the number one beer. Everybody has it. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely one of the first beers for many Canadians. So I think that's very interesting. <laughs> uh, let's talk I about beer. Well, let's talk about your. First beer? Do you remember the first beer that you ever drank, Duncan?
1: Yeah, it was probably a castle like that. That last beer that mm-hmm. I showed you guys there, I still remember. Like it was in the fridge, and like I saw it, and I was just like, oh, should should I should? I? <laughs> and I drank it. And like I remember, my parents came home, and they immediately knew that oh. I was drunk, and I drank my dad's beer stash. So I, was, <laughs> I was in quite a <laughs> lot of trouble.
2: <laughs> How about craft beer? Has craft beer? um Come into South Africa. Is there a craft beer scene uh, on the level of the United States yeah. and anything else? Has it hit South Africa yet?
1: In, in my opinion, it's not on the level of like the US and other places. Like it's, it's quite a small and niche thing. Yeah, especially where I am in Port Elizabeth. It's like quite a small city. Uh, but in Johannesburg and Cape Town, there are quite a few craft beer, craft that side. Um, I know that our drummer Tom's been talking to a brewery in Cape Town. Uh, I, I actually can't remember the name at the moment. But, yeah, so we actually want to do uh, our own craft beer oh, at yes. some point, like a Volvedenia beer. We thought that would be quite rad. Uh, but there are a lot of artists that have beers, uh, yeah, at the moment. There's, like, this band called Fokof Car, which is, like, a punk band from the side that's been going since the 90s. And they have their own lager called off Lager. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> which means, like, fuck off, fuck off lager, yeah and then uh we've got like uh Jack Black uh, craft, uh beer yeah, as well and like um yeah uh, actually I uh i don't know too many craft beers no stress whatsoever (laughs) there's
2: never stress the beer with vox and hops is just the icebreaker it's something two friends just hanging out there's no pretentiousness going on here we're just friends hanging out talking about our metal lives too which leads me to the soundtrack of your youth when you're growing up in your parents or guardians house what music was playing when you were not in control of the radio what music did your parents or guardians listen to
1: like the awesome thing was my dad was into all the old school like classic rock so like Yeah, Iron Maiden and fucking Metallica and Black Sabbath and ACDC. And so I I just grew up around that. And I guess as I grew older, I just want to progress to, you know, more brutal music. And when you discover more brutal music, then you just want to move on. Eventually you find like brutal death metal. And then it's like, yeah, (laughs) no looking back.
2: (laughs) What would have been the first band, the band that was yours, that didn't come from anyone else? A band that you discovered, that you cherished, and then you started showing everyone? Uh,
1: It would probably be a I remember, Yeah, I remember back in like 2006, uh, my sister was actually dating this dude and he had like the entire obituary discography on like a a disc that he gave me. (laughs) And I remember listening to it at first and I was like, this is so heavy and I blasted it and my parents got really upset at me (laughs) and that made me just (laughs) want to listen to it even more. (laughs) And yeah, just like slowly we rot by obituary just like, yeah. It, it, it changed it for me. <laughs> and I, from there, I just wanted to find anything that was way more brutal. And it's just like, you know, never stopped. <laughs>
2: That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, I'm interested to hear about your first show. Uh, the first live music experience that you ever went to go witness.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, it's probably going to be like, uh, it was a local uh, deathcore call band uh, called The Dead Will Tell. Uh, and there was another band opening up for them called Dean Crescent. And these were all bands back in like the MySpace era <laughs> uh, and the thing about South Africa is we don't have a lot of bands this side and like a lot of them don't want to really go in the brutal direction. So for me to go to that show and have that be the first show I went to was quite rad because yeah. Uh, yeah, they were pioneers in like the heavy music scene in South Africa back in the day. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was quite dread.
2: Very interesting. I, I am, I'm also very interested in the South African scene. I know that, you know, being in Canada, yeah. I'm lucky that I'm from Montreal. Um, the people from the prairies, Dan, knows what I'm talking about. Uh, tours don't yeah. come through as often as the States, as Europe. Uh, South Africa, it does not get many tours at all. Cryptopsy, it's one of the many places that I've never played, is South Africa. Yeah, man.
1: And it's like, I feel like it's so untouched. There's so many people that uh, you, you could play to, you know what I mean? It's just like uh, a lot of bands don't think it's a viable option. But it really is. And now, since COVID, it's like, uh, it's, it's really sent us. Because the, the last band that I watched in South Africa was the Black Dahlia Murder. and wow. they, had, they had a ball and it was at like quite a big festival with a ton of people, and yeah, after COVID hits, I think that's not going to happen in South Africa for quite a while again because all the new variants keep appearing from this side. Mm -hmm.
2: That is sad, but it will come back.
1: I think a few years, probably like five years or something like that, and then we'll start getting good shows again. It's just like we need investors, people willing to pay, you know what I mean, and fork out the money to bring the bands over, and you, you might always be working at a loss or something like that. You never know. And that's happened to a lot of people that have brought bands over the side. And it's just like, you you have to pay the bands, but then it's like, (laughs) you end up going into debt. But uh, it is a viable option on tour if you just play like three shows, uh, three big festival shows in like Johannesburg, Cape Town, and like perhaps Durban or Pretoria. And yeah, you can yeah, you can really make it worth the while, like worth the trip. And just do cool touristy things in between, like go and check out the big five and lions and safari stuff.
2: <laughs> it's a different world. I, I when yeah. I was interested in, you know, being from Montreal, I knew that it was possible to become a rock star, to become a touring musician, to make music something uh a part yeah, of my yeah. reality. Uh being from South Africa was that an option was with you know i could go to my jam room city Durmil, and there was despised icon there was Cryptopsy yeah. before i was in cryptopsy there was you know i crossed voivod every now and then it was yeah, a reality yeah, yeah. It, what was that reality from south africa it's like how do you decide to become a extreme musician and then accomplish that fact but as a kid was it ever like this is going to happen yeah
1: no the thing is with south african bands there's so many talented musicians and, and the thing is, a lot of them never break through and break out mm-hmm. of South Africa. And then they end up just, you know, ending, like getting day jobs and stopping the music thing. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing with all the bands that I saw growing up and watching. So when we started Volvedenia, yeah, I wanted to just be that type of band that smaller bands in South Africa could look up to and realize that they that can music. break through. Because it is like in South Africa, we're always taught that you can't be... Uh, brutal or play brutal music and expect to do well with music and we've proven all of them wrong because like Valvodynia is doing better than like some rock bands and like rock artists yeah. or like you know commercial artists and bands in South Africa so it's super rad and we just want to be that influence and that like inspiration to the smaller bands. But there were a lot of artists that influenced us and that did break through. Uh, there was like Groin Churn, for instance, from the 90s, like a super sick grind band uh, from South Africa that hit the Europe scene and done really well. And then we had like the Dead Will Tell that I mentioned. They had, they had done one Australian tour, so they did break out of South Africa, which was pretty rad. But we was like, the first brutal band to just do it you know consecutively like just keep going overseas over and over again
2: so you're going to be that band all these young bands that are starting now in south africa you are that band that's going to give them that fuel
1: yeah exactly whenever smaller bands this side ask us like how do you guys do what you're doing i'm so willing to just you know spill the beans on everything that we do because i want to be able to help the african music scene and get it recognized worldwide with you know good music
2: Fuck yeah, that's amazing! Uh, I'm going 75 percent um, the cau sur 25 percent the bows de kiri. Let's see what this has got. Cheers! Woo! The, the raspberries that's are strong,
1: more strong, bro.
2: <laughs> no, this is good. It's less oaking. More, yes. <laughs> the the raspberries more kicking, of course. Um, delicious, amazing. Um, definitely interested about hearing your first time on stage. Do you remember your first show?
1: Yeah, yeah. My first time on stage was actually with a deathcore band called uh, Shadowed by Serpents. We have like a little two-track demo uh, up online. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I joined the band back in like 2010 and we played at a festival called Peterfest in Bloemfontein, like a little town in South Africa and uh, it it was just so rad. It was awesome. Uh, Yeah.
2: So it went well. You were prepared. You were rehearsed enough.
1: Yeah. No, the thing is, uh, I was actually in another, uh, like a thrash band called Thunderkill, and And I was in that band for like three years. And we had like 10 tracks and we were ready to go. And I was the only one going like, guys, we need to go and play a show. Like we need to play live. And they just kept going like, no, we're not ready. We're not ready. That type of thing for like three years. So I, I watched that Shadowed by Serpents band live. And I remember going up to them, and it's it's super cringy, but, like, I went up to their vocalist at that time, and I was like, dude, you got to check out my vocals. (laughs) And, like, I'd done some vocals for the guy, and he was, like, blown away, and he liked the vocals, weirdly enough. And, like, a few weeks later, they hit me up, and, like, the vocalist moved to bass, and they just picked me up as their new vocalist. And then uh, I actually drove out to the show without telling the other band that i was in <laughs> and then the, the show got formed and everything and i remember straight after it got posted on facebook and, and everything the other band was just like dude what the fuck you didn't tell us that you joined another band and you played a show and I was like, you guys were waiting too long
2: yeah that's funny <laughs> Uh, let's talk about vocals. Why vocals? Uh, how did you become a vocalist? Uh, why not another instrument? Uh, how did you progress? Lots of questions all at once, right there.
1: Yeah, um, I actually I started out with guitar originally, hmm. like uh, back in like 2007 or something. And then I ended up, like, breaking my pinky. <laughs> really? I know it sounds so silly and so late, but, like, I broke my pinky and, like...
2: What, what were you doing?
1: I was in a pit, actually. It was a marsh pit. But my, my finger was already stuffed from, like, sports injuries and stuff like that. And I was in a pit the one day. And I remember, like, I grabbed some dude and he went in the opposite direction. My finger got hooked in his T-shirt. <laughs> and it just, like, <laughs> it completely got fucked up. But yeah, after that happened, the the doctors were just like, "No, you're gonna have to go through some sort of surgery to get your finger sorted," and it's all like fucked and swollen at the (laughs) moment. And I just ended up giving up guitar because of that. And I had so many friends playing guitar, and they just progressed, you know, so much faster than I did. So I ended up giving that up. And I found out about brutal music and brutal vocals and I started doing that and it just took over my life. <laughs>
2: Amazing. Amazing. Who would have been what like when discovering your vocals? Um what would have been that moment where it just clicked? Do you remember when something made sense to you and you unlocked it's like getting like a secret passage in a video yeah. game, you know? You get a level up.
1: Yeah, like for, for me cuz I started out also with inhale vocals and like really? I remember okay. the first time yeah, I started out with inhales and I'd done inhales for like three years from like 2008 to like 2011. And uh, it was after hearing like the, the Doom EP from Job 4 Cowboy for the yes. first time and hearing the pig squeals on there. And I think a lot of vocalists started doing pig squeals yes. because of that. So I just yeah, I started out with like these inhale pig squeals. And I, it was actually crazy. I could do, like, NL high vocals and, like, mm. all kinds of stuff at, at one point. And then I discovered XL vocals for the first time at, like, a show. Uh, and I was like, no way. I couldn't believe it because I thought all <laughs> vocals were inhale. It was so silly. And after that, I started practicing XL vocals. And uh, I don't know. I was inspired by, like a lot of the old school deathcore bands which i started out on like deathcore and then i moved on to death metal and like brutal death metal after that but it's so Mm. weird because yeah it was like obituary (laughs) and then uh, i found deathcore and it was just like yeah i immediately became like a deathcore kid
2: (laughs) do you still use inhale screams now
1: i I, like i actually now want to start incorporating it again because Mm. after watching like archspire for instance and i've seen Mm. like ollie he can like vocal forever and it's it's because he can use inhales instead of breathing in. So like when you run out of breath, you just use some inhales to catch your breath again and you can just vocal forever. (laughs) So I actually, yeah, I want to start incorporating it into our set so I can just help with my breathing. Like if I'm hitting a part where like, damn, I I need to take a breath now, just hit some inhales (laughs) and then go again.
2: Just be an unstoppable vocal machine.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of people hate on it, but it's like it's another technique. And especially in slam, it's so awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a technique is a technique. There, there is no wrong exactly, way.
1: Exactly, man. Exactly. There's no wrong way of doing it at all.
2: If you're in complete control, then there's nothing wrong with it at all.
1: It still sounds brutal, so mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. <laughs>
2: abso fucking Uh Let's talk about this new record. I practiced it before, but I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, pray Nuntius Infinity. I got it. Let's talk about this new record. Nuntius Infinity uh, comes out the yeah. Unique on September 17th. Uh, it was mixed and mastered by my boy, Chris Donaldson, Cryptopsy's <laughs> guitarist. He's one of the best in the world, so I'm very happy that you decided to work with him. <laughs> um, let's talk about that. Let's start with that. Um, why how did you choose to work with chris donaldson on this record
1: um yeah man like uh, he just like w- worked on so many releases that we've listened to that we love as well and when we were uh doing research for like producers for the new album we gave everybody a shot like listening to stuff that they've done and uh, chris chris's stuff was just the loudest and the heaviest mm-hmm. <laughs> out of everybody we we checked so we were like we have to go with him and after like the latest ingested record oh, uh, yes. it really just sold us uh, on it and we we're like we have to go with it and we actually we done two tracks with him early in the year on a split that we done uh and yeah it just it, it blew our minds <laughs> it made us sound so heavy in next level so yeah, yeah chris is the best <laughs>
2: Now, now you've done something very special with this record, which is basically break the metal internet. Uh, I am, <laughs> when it started happening, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And it was interesting. You know, you, we could basically say that it went viral. Uh, on yeah, with Bob. The scale, the scale of, of extreme metal. Yeah. Uh, with Bob. T- talk to me about how this all came together. Um, the, I want the story of Bob. I don't know if you've spoken about this before. If you have, I apologize. But uh, I'm definitely curious about how Bob started becoming what Bob the Butcher is now.
1: (laughs) So pretty much like Bob uh, appeared for the first time on our 2016 album Psycho Sadistic Design and uh, he was drawn by Aditya Wadana, this Indonesian guy. And we told him we wanted like a really gross looking killer for the album cover. And he came up with that image. And I remember the first time we saw it, we were just like, Bob. That guy, he looks like a bob. <laughs> so we just named him Bob. And uh, when we released Psycho Design, we done some like, like small memes with him that we released that done really well. And we were like, okay, he's, he's become quite a character that people like. And then we done uh, Mob Justice, which was the album after that in 2019 and it wasn't received as well. So we were like, we need to put Bob somehow into the album art (laughs) because it was also really hard to create memes out of the previous album art. Mm because it's just like these animals killing each other. So we're like, if we add Bob to the album art again, we can create memes out of him. And then uh, we added him to the album art and started making some memes. And one night we just got the idea. We were like, what if Bob just started invading (laughs) other album covers? And you know Stealing things from people And doing all kinds of crazy things And we're like Yeah we can just make him Like you know His own page it's <laughs> And incredible. Facebook also has This new algorithm now Where like uh, the, the bands can like Comment on each other's pages And everybody sees it Or yeah. like And it was never like that in the past, so I saw other bands just using it to like, you know, send each other love and we were like, no, we have to bring memes into this in some way and that's pretty much how it kicked off, but he's become a character of his own now and we're really like busy with the whole backstory now and he's his whole life story (laughs) and we're thinking of writing an album about it and everything, so yeah, it's awesome.
2: That is awesome. That's really incredible. Uh, I, you know, I run the podcast. I know how much time goes into doing social media. I can only imagine how much time goes into running this this Bob character yeah, socials yeah. and the memes right. and you know you're busy with other bands as well. You got your clothing line, Crowd Kill a, yeah, yeah. App, Apparel, running. Uh, yeah. I don't know how do you do it,
1: <laughs> man. It's it's become really hard at the moment. Uh, Because, uh, yeah, we made the Bob page And then I also made Because now he's dating Lady Lady Mm -hmm. D Which is like a character from Resident Evil Mm -hmm. So we decided We saw there was no proper page for her So we made a page (laughs) And now it's like the most liked page with her name And, yeah, we put them in a relationship together And just commenting on everything, you know on Facebook alone it takes the entire day for me. I have to always be at the computer and doing things and it has to stay relevant. So like I have to stick to new album covers that are dropping and you know, all kinds of things like that. So it does take a lot of time. But then I've tried to like move it on to Instagram and like YouTube and Twitter. And it, it, once you do that, it's like <laughs> impossible to do anything. And I've, tried to, I've started doing social media marketing now as a side hustle as well. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm running the Sorted to Prevail page and their social medias at the moment. And then I'm also doing it for a bunch of South African bands and just trying to you bring the South African scene up with that social media presence as well. And now since I've seen like when I comment on stuff, as the volvodynia page it summons all our followers to the post so i've been using that to like also comment on like smaller bands from south africa that have Amazing. potential that i want people to see so yeah i know it's just it's been an awesome thing and i feel like bobs making a lot of people smile and just making them happy during the whole covid thing at one point last year i couldn't even be on facebook because of all the negative shit that was on there so it's just nice seeing some shit that can make people laugh once.
2: <laughs> I think it's just incredible. I think that, then, and I, th- I also think it's very incredible that. For the love of memes, you might eventually have a a side hustle of running people's socials. This could become a job for you. Yeah. While, you know, while on tour with other bands, I think this is actually very interesting.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's it, as as a touring band, you need side hustles. You need mm-hmm. things because how are you going to pay rent when you're off on tour? <laughs> exactly. So like, for me, I have so many different side hustles, and like social media is one of them and then like you know the clothing brand and then i've got guest features also pay Mm -hmm. a lot of the bills and like i've been trying to do lessons but you know teaching vocals as well is is such a hard thing yes (laughs) Uh, yes but uh, yeah no you gotta have side hustles you have to if you want to do this full time
2: very very interesting and teaching vocals is very difficult and there are very very talented people out there doing that such as uh, yeah. extreme vocal institute i'll give him a shout out right there
1: yeah that, literally he's the best at, at, at teaching like <laughs> out of anybody i've seen really good <laughs> we we had the pleasure of meeting him when we played the u.s for the first time
2: amazing i just had him on uh, the episode will be coming up shortly shout out to david your rule and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to VoxandHops.com slash and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode i'm interested in you know performing is such a big part of our lives uh being on stage uh getting that connection with an audience is such a huge part of our lives i'm very lucky i have the podcast to fill that void uh right before i sit down in this chair i wonder am i going to connect is this artist and i are we going to become friends am i prepared (laughs) enough am i going to fuck up Uh, that is how i've been filling the void of performing how have you been filling the void Uh, uh, performing
1: man i feel like it it was literally just this album that filled the void for Mm -hmm. us because we were like we we can't do anything and especially being in south africa our like visas are the weakest and with the new variants coming from this side we were like we never know when we're gonna you know hit the Mm -hmm. road again So yeah, just doing the new album was that outlet and also just catching up on new work and uh, like also relaxing a bit because our touring schedule was quite hectic before COVID hit. We were constantly on tour and you know, that takes a toll with like family life and stuff like that. So it was kind of cool to just catch up on that. But yeah, we haven't played a show since like 2019. So uh, we, we did play some, like I think two shows in December in South Africa, but because of the lockdown restrictions. It was like maybe 50 people maximum. And it's really not worth it because we're all in different cities. So it ends up costing more for us and whatnot. But yeah, no, we're dying to hit the road again and just go on tour. <laughs> so hopefully, like, we're holding thumbs that this ingested tour in March uh, through Europe happens.
2: Oh, yes, I love them. <laughs> love ingested. Love yeah. ingested so, so much. Um, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'd like to go deeper into it. A, a Volvodinia craft beer. Now, now, if you could choose what style of beer it would be, and what would you call it, um, what would that be? Okay, it would definitely be like a lager. And um,
1: I, I, I wouldn't want it to be like fruity or anything. It's, it's got mm-hmm. a... I don't know. Are they spicy beers? Are they spicy <laughs> there are, beers? There are,
2: you can have anything you want in the world of craft beer. But-
1: I would love... To have a beer that has, like, Carolina Reaper in it or something that just burns the crap out of you. And then we we would call it Satan Brew. (laughs) Yeah, And I'll I'll tell you why. Because the the once we were on tour through Europe with Fit for an Autopsy and we were uh, on the ferry uh, from France to the UK. And everybody took a chance to hit one of those, like, punching bag machines in the arcade. And I hit the machine after everybody... And I hit triple six on on the machine. No. Did you take and a picture. Yeah we, we, yeah, we got it on video. We got it <laughs> on video. Yeah, yeah. And directly after I hit it, yeah, directly after I hit it, I look at the camera and I go, "Satan brew." <laughs> <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, it'd be perfect for like the name of our beer because brew is also just such a popular term yeah for everybody just calling their bros brew. Hey, brew.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so that's why I said it, because, yeah, it, it's like we, we, we say brew instead of bro. It's it's free. really <laughs> <No>. it's <laughs> uh,
2: I did the flip-flop. Um, 75% Baus de Crique à la Fue and the Kausseur Raspberry. Let's see. It smells much more oaky off right away. Still the raspberry kicking. Oh, yeah. Ooh, this is got I like it better. Much more tart. It's like a <laughs> palate scraper. Delicious. If Bob could have his own beer. Uh what style of beer would that be, and what would it be called?
1: Oh, okay, it would probably um taste like vomit, like if you had to drink beer and then vomit it back up into the cup and uh it would be like bob's Bob's
2: vomit brew
1: <laughs> or something like that, yeah, he drinks all of the beer and vomits it out before it gets packaged. <laughs>
2: Amazing. (laughs) I will ask you one last question before I turn you over to the Thirsty Thursday gang that are with us here tonight, because this is being recorded live at a Thirsty Thursday hang. Um, It probably doesn't happen too very often because you spend multiple hours doing social media, uh, running a clothing line, uh, singing in a bunch of bands, doing guest vocals. uh, But every once in a while, and maybe tomorrow morning, it happens to everyone. What is your hangover cure?
1: My hangover cure is like the oiliest meal possible. It has to be like an oily egg. (laughs) An oily egg on like a a burger. And it's just got to be greasy as fuck. Just, yeah, any greasy meal is for me the best hangover cure and a bong. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> or a new okay. beer, just start drinking again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Usually on tour, that's the best hangover cure, is just we start drinking again.
2: That just delays the hangover and makes it much, much worse (laughs) from from experience. (laughs) Duncan, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me. I'm going to open up the floor to the Thirsty Thursday gang. We have a lot of the Vox and Hops metal review crew here tonight. I don't know if any of you guys want to kick this off. Who would like to ask Duncan a question? We got Evan Welch.
0: Yo, what's up, Evan? How you doing, buddy? Good evening, I, listen, I'm a, I'm a big fan of what you've been doing on social media, so I'll just put that out there. It's been very Thanks, entertaining homie. and very fantastic. And I'm a very <laughs> big fan of what you got coming out. And I wanted to know real quickly, um, what are some other bands coming out of South Africa
1: that we probably should know about that probably don't get enough credit? Yeah, dude, that's an awesome question, man. There's, there's a band called Peasant that everybody should go and check out. Uh, Facing the Gallows. Is an awesome band. Bleeding Spawn, uh, if you're into some brutal death metal. Um, Displeased Disfigurement, uh, Creating the God Form, um, Become the Watcher, go and check them out. Uh, Your Cynical Sanity. Uh, we've got so many awesome bands on this side that don't get a lot of recognition. Um, but off the top of my head, those are them. And like Fuck of Police Car. And then I know everybody knows the answer. <laughs>
0: It's always cool because obviously being part of the review crew, I'm constantly looking for those kind of bands, the bands that nobody doesn't know about. So definitely yeah, I, like love, love to hear that there's so many. Like it, I, I find it awesome that there's just all these bands out there that nobody has any idea about, but they do fantastic in their local markets
1: man it's super rad like africa especially is such a gem and like an untouched market we got so many awesome bands here. and the, the thing is like if people don't go out there and give those bands enough love they just lose the ambition to carry on and then they end up breaking up so like that's happened <laughs> with so many bands previously so that's why i want to just bring all these other bands up and make sure people check them out because they're good and and they're worth checking out <laughs> fantastic keep up the good work buddy thanks bruv <laughs>
2: amazing up next we have uh the host of the beans and breakdowns podcast we got Grayson. and beans and breakdowns what's good there you go
1: <laughs> what's up dude uh Lacka, man
0: yeah oh everybody's
1: repping a, gay creeper
0: that's for sure we all love gay creeper over here gay creeper <laughs> yeah. and fuming mouth everybody has those shirts uh Oh yeah Fucking Okay so The playlist that you guys have on Spotify I love checking out band playlists on Spotify Yeah yeah And y'all have that That metal trap Playlist Yeah yeah Which I'm fucking All about some Some like weird horror trap shit If you guys could collab Or tour With some like horror trap Like City Morgue Horror You know Anything like that What would be your Your number one choice
1: um, for me, my number one choice would be either Brother Lynch Hun, or Three Six Mafia, because like they're like you know OGs for me, and I love them so much. But then uh, also City Morgue is like pioneering that stuff for me now, and like Ghost Mane as well, and I love all of those artists so much. And we just noticed that there wasn't a proper like trap metal playlist, and I actually have a side project which is in the vein of trap metal called Sinners. Uh, with me and my fiance. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we love it so much. So we were like, there isn't a proper playlist for this. We went and made the playlist and it's doing so well at the moment. It's almost had like 1,900 followers without promoting. And I've put uh, Sinners, uh, our project at the top. And that's actually gotten us almost like 2,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So for anybody out there, if you're in a certain genre, Like make a a Spotify playlist for your genre and put your song at the top. And it's the quickest way to get a shit ton more like monthly listeners. Very smart. It's it's fucking tight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Very, very smart. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Up next, we have uh, Der Vitesse, Der who's been having a hard time today with the technology. Fuck technology. I
0: hate it. I hate it so much. My my computer. I don't know why. Each fucking Thursday, he's like, you know what? I will give you a hell of a time. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Well, uh, my question is like, I don't know if it, if it was asked before, but uh, the collab with aborted with Wayland, about the Polish and Wayland. How did it come to? B, <laughs> like I, I don't understand like i saw bob the butcher because my my friends showed me bob the butcher i was like okay uh what is this and then wayland <laughs> appeared from nowhere <laughs> <I'm>
1: like, <"Why?" laughs> no so what was happening was like I, I know like bob was doing super well and he was going super viral and like at one point the hype started dying slowly but surely and uh i, I needed some other form of way to keep fans invested And uh, like I said, I was friends with Bradley, who like runs a lot of the socials for a lot of bands.
2: Shout out to Bradley Zorgdraker.
1: Bradley! And... uh... Yeah, he just let me know, like, dude, yeah, I want to do, like, a similar thing with Wayland. And I was like, yeah, we could get up to all kinds of antics with Bob. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just so awesome. And and like I said, now, previously with Facebook, they've introduced this new thing where you can comment on certain posts and then it summons people to the post. So now having, like, a, Aborted and Volvadenia commenting on one post summons so many people onto the post and, like, brings a ton of, you know, Views onto the content, so it's rad. No matter what we want to create, it's, it's the fan base is there to check it out.
2: <laughs> Very interesting. I think he actually got booted out again. His computer kicked him out, poor Philip. <laughs> Shame, dude. <laughs> but I uh, feel I really like him, the... dude. Our
1: internet's always bad, yeah, bro.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you are definitely always on the pulse of what's happening. It must be exhausting. Up next we got Colby.
1: Woo, Colby. How you doing? How you doing, bro? Pretty good, man. You? I'm doing great, bro. Thanks, awesome. man. I got a question. I want to know
0: if you can tell us more about uh, the Butter Chicken Gang
1: at all. <laughs> so, like, my go to, yeah, Butter Chicken Gang. It actually hasn't been healing too well, sadly. I know finger tattoos don't heal too well. Uh, but yeah, uh, Butter Chicken is my go to uh, food when I'm on tour because I know when you're touring, uh, you, you can only get fast food at a lot of places. Like you can only get McDonald's and shit like that. And when you live on McDonald's for like a week, you end up becoming gray. <laughs> you turn into <laughs> like a zombie. <laughs> it's true. So like the first time we toured the U S we were like eating fast food all the time. And it was just like killing us. And we found this Indian restaurant on the side of the, like at like a gas station. And we stopped there and I ordered butter chicken. And just like after eating that butter chicken, i felt rejuvenated it was like a warm blanket <laughs> of like energy just over me and i was like yeah i'm only gonna eat curry now on tour and butter chicken isn't too spicy so you know it's not gonna mess up your stomach in the morning so uh, yeah i got butter chicken gang tattooed on my fingers
2: <laughs> We're awesome, man.
0: and being from south africa do you guys fuck with the Antwerp at all or no
1: yeah, yeah, no, we we do, we we like their music, uh, just as people, not too much. <laughs> but it's actually it's, uh, in in South Africa, it's Afrikaans, and it it, it means uh, the answer, and it's pronounced the antwoord, like that. <laughs> so yeah, and, and uh, yeah, it's always brought up because I feel like they're the biggest musicians that have come out of South Africa besides like Seether. <laughs> so they always get brought up, but yeah, we fuck with their music. <laughs> cool.
2: Who else here has a question for Duncan? Oh, Taylor. There, you go for a bud.
1: Hey. What's up, Taylor? What's up, man? Yo, how I'm you doing, a bro? Huge fan, man. Not gonna Thanks, lie. Thanks, bro. Appreciate you. <laughs> I got a couple questions. Um Yeah. It's kind of debated online, but what do you consider your band, Volvadania,
0: to
2: be in a like a genre basis?
1: Yeah, I feel like we're always shifting genres, bro. Like when we started out with like the, the demo tracks, we wanted to go straight slamming Brutal Death Metal. And then after the, the EP was Cognizant Castigation, we wanted to go in more of the slamming deathcore direction. Like we were heavily influenced by Ingested and Crania when we started out. They were like our main influences. But I loved like, you know, all the old school slam bands as well. And I just wanted to incorporate the old school slam elements into it. And with Psycho Design, that's why we brought back the demo tracks because that was like our homage to Slam for us. And it, it, we just thought about it and it's like so hard to top that because that's like our Slam album. So when it came to writing the new album we went through, just incorporate like everything that we love doing. And now with our new guitarist Luandile, like Luandile and Chris, they have their own side projects, Technopass and Zenopolis and the, the other yeah. things it's all like prog so we want to incorporate like prog elements and like all kinds of shit into it so that everybody can find something in it to enjoy yeah fucking i dude psycho sadistic design is fucking yeah <laughs> yeah dude oh, and i blast that in the car every day oh so <laughs> my second <laughs> Thanks, question is,
0: would you consider making and selling bob merch
1: I yeah want. man definitely man, i like want. that that's going to be happening soon definitely like really soon as soon as the album drops because what we we didn't want any bob sales to like uh hurt album sales so that's why we didn't really drop anything at the moment but the moment the album drops on the 17th we're going to drop like a special range of bob merch and there's going to be stickers and all kinds of shit so yeah just keep an eye out for that and we, we we're busy with all kinds of different designs with bob as well like in different scenarios and with different artists. So yeah, it's going to be rad. There's going to be like a Bob ring. <laughs> that sounds fucking cool.
0: And my third question is how did you learn exhale vocals?
1: Um, Yeah, dude, for me, uh actually what I've started doing is like, you know, when you warm your hands up, you'll do like that, like that type of thing. And yep. for me, uh, I, I realized that like to do my exhales, I would use, I, I know it sounds weird, but like I would use that uh, airflow instead of the normal airflow that would come from my lungs. And I feel like that airflow is hotter because it's coming from deeper down, like in your diaphragm. So I would kind of just like, <sighs> <sighs> and then just add my voice onto that. And I remember the first time I discovered exhales, it was like somebody doing an exhale pig's wheel And I was like, how the fuck? Like I asked the dude, I was like, how do you do that? And you told me you just go boi, so you just go boi, but in death metal style. So you'll start off with a low boo and then you do the e, and then you got the pig squeal. So that's how it started out with the exhales, and yeah, it just moved on from there.
0: The way I learned pig squeals was I took, um, I took like a closed guttural, and then I just lifted my tongue and kind of
1: drove it up yeah 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 that's it dude because you, you wherever you can create yeah. the whistle like if you're doing it with your tongue or with your throat it doesn't matter dude like it's as long as that wee is there but boy <laughs> works perfectly for anybody else yeah trying. my life is set that i got to talk with you today man thank you so much man i appreciate you bro it, it means the world to me thanks bro Cheers. rock on dude i love all your fucking shit all of it thanks taylor
2: Amazing. Up next, we have Evan Welch from the Whispers from the Void podcast.
1: Hey, it's me again. Yo, Evan.
0: Uh, Have you ever thought about expanding, like having another band in another genre, like say doom metal or something like that?
1: Yeah, like I've definitely thought about it. Like I know before Volvadinia started, I had millions of bands. Like I was just trying everything I could, uh, like throwing as much shit at the wall until something sticks (laughs) And uh, Volvodynia kicked off and done well. And then I'd done like Harvest Misery, for instance, and it was like an album that I really like punctured into. And it didn't do that well. So it made me realize like I'd rather spend time on like the projects that are already doing well and make music for those. But like I'd love to do something in like a different vein. But if I did, it would probably be covers. And stuff like that, because finding a whole new band for a different genre is always such a nightmare.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like nowadays there's so many talented bands that are just one guy. You know what I That's mean? That's true. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the way yeah. with programming and things like that, like I feel like you, you definitely have the voice and the
1: talent. You could definitely do something of your own and just have yeah. programmed things. I need it. that. But when it, dude, when it comes to gear, And, like, uh, fucking sound engineering, all kinds of shit like that. I'm terrible. I'm the worst at it out of every member in the band. And everybody (laughs) in the band is so good at it. Like, they all have studios and, like, record other bands and stuff. And then I just, like, mention shit and everybody's like, oh, Duncan. (laughs) So like, the typical vocalist, dude. Like, I just carry shit. Like, I, I don't know music theory and stuff like that. Well, do you write <laughs> lyrics for the band? Yeah, uh, yeah. at least I do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah well. And like with Pranantius with Infinity, like this new album, it was a nightmare, dude. I literally wrote like a novel's worth of lyrics for this new album. Oh. And like trying to piece like a book's worth of lyrics into 13 tracks was a nightmare for me. It was like so hard. And that's why I really hope like I chose the right sentences so that pe- when people are reading the lyrics, they actually understand what the story is about. <laughs> real, real quick, what's your mindset when you're doing that, when you're writing those lyrics? Oh, man, I just try and escape. Like, and just like, like with this new album, uh, we were heavily influenced by like sci fi horror and stuff like that. So I went and watched tons of sci fi horror movies and stuff. And every movie I'd watch, I'd be like, oh, I'd find some idea or something in the movie that I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> you know, you watch like Lake Placid 3.
0: <laughs> like anaconda versus crocodile
1: or something sharknado
0: <laughs> sharknado
1: just oh sharknado in space yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah we we just like with this new album we watched like a lot of like war of the worlds and like uh uh Mars Attacks, and like, just like, we were also going for like cheesy sci-fi horror as well, and with uh-huh. those two new music videos we've done, we just wanted that to like show like just B-grade funny horror. <laughs> Bad effects and shit. That's awesome. Fantastic.
2: <laughs> Amazing. Up next, we have uh, Evan's partner from Whispers from the Void podcast. Uh, uh Let's go yeah. with, if Bob the
0: Butcher was a wrestler, what would be his entry song and not the vulva song because that would be uh, that, that would yeah be cool. yeah
1: yeah exactly um hmm, that's a good question fuck what would it be hmm. Hmm. probably be like toto africa toto <laughs> africa i think that'd be perfect because you know <laughs> yeah and Let, uh, let's, do it. Ask, let's <laughs> do it I've, I've like, I've walked in and he's smoking weed to that song, like hanging bitches and vomit and shit. He loves that song, dude. That's perfect. That, that's perfect. I, I
0: just imagined Bob the Butcher with Toto Africa. That <laughs> <Yeah. was> perfect. <laughs> yeah. perfect. Thanks,
2: man. Incredible. We got Brian. Yo, hey, Brian. man. What's up? What's up?
0: <laughs> hey, how you doing? Um, two quick questions. Laca. First one. Um, Three current favorite albums or albums you listen to the most, and
1: you get to pick a tour with five bands of any genre. It doesn't matter who you're gonna go with. Yeah, yeah. Like okay. oh that that's that's sick. Um the top three albums, like the new mental cruelty album, uh A Heel to Die Upon, like that that is fucking amazing. I've had that on repeat and so underrated, like it really flew under the radar this year. Yeah, that's a good um, one for sure. And then, like, the Last City Morgue album, which is, like, in the trap metal vein from last year, that's been on, like, repeat all the time. And then also the Last Ingested record. Like, the Last Ingested record is just, like, yeah, game-changing. <laughs> we just, we, yeah. we, because also with Volvodynia, Ingested was, like, one of our main influences. So being able to tour with them next year is, like, such a dream come true for us. And, like, <laughs> it just seems so surreal. So, yeah, the new Ingested oh, yeah. album. Um, and cool. then, yo, the yeah, the second one. What was it? Five bands that we would uh, tour with, or what yeah,
0: you, you could m- make it whatever,
1: any, any genre, doesn't matter. Just who who would you want to play a show with? Hmm. Five people, or five bands. Okay, uh, let's have an awesome show. Yeah, so it would be let let's say, Volvdenia. Okay. Abominal Putridity, if they were playing live, just because I want to hear Maddie Wade just spit live. And then Cryptopsy. <laughs> and then it would be Analepsy, because they're like one of my favorite slam bands, and I know they're super underrated. And lastly would be Stillbirth. stillbirth. Also like really good friends of ours from Germany, they looked after us on our first European tour and like every tour we've ever done with them has been amazing. So yeah, those five bands would be amazing. It would be brutal as fuck. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's awesome.
2: Amazing. Up next we have uh, the metal architect himself, Jerry Monk. He uh, curates the Brutal Awakenings playlists for Vox and Hops. He writes reviews for the review crew. Jerry, what do you got for Duncan?
1: Oh yeah. We were talking earlier about having to work with Chris Donaldson on writing the record. And I
0: know probably with the massive time difference, uh, would maybe down the road doing production in house, kind of like some of those other younger bands, like Brandon, the sacrifice Shadow of intent where they keep everything in house and keep the costs down and can
1: tour a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Bit like what
1: we've, we've actually been talking to Chris and like for the next album we do, we actually wanted to fly Chris out to yes. South Africa and have him record the album with us here and, you know, like just oversee everything that happens in the album and like man, that would be such an amazing idea to have a like a Cryptopsy tour around that Please,
2: that'd be amazing <laughs> And
1: just have him down, yeah, because I mean it, it's, We're already flying him down, so why not just have that it, it would help with costs and things and then you guys can just see safari stuff
2: <laughs> be fucking insane <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. We're really planning. We'd love to just, uh, you know, take it to the next level. Either fly Chris, Danya, or fly up to Chris and record, you know, with him in studio and just yeah. Because we've realized that having everybody together, including the producer, just takes the album to the next level. Because having the ideas bounce off of everybody is like the best.
2: <laughs> Absolutely I agree. I agree. And you and Chris in a vocal booth working with Chris is like like no one else it's just the best experience you can ever imagine
1: man i'd love it so much i'd love it like our drummer tom recorded uh, he was like the engineer now when i was recording vocals for this album and he you was super hard on me <laughs> <laughs> like but it, it was awesome like finally having that because i know recording on your own you don't have somebody to push you and be like hey redo that uh-huh. thing and those type of things so yeah, it's awesome, and I want that. <laughs>
2: Chris, Chris, Chris is hard in the nicest way possible.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's because he wants the album to do well. So, yeah, it's, it's love. It's tough love.
2: <laughs> uh, Evan is back with another question.
1: I just keep Yo. coming back. I keep coming up yeah. with things. <laughs> What's up?
0: All right. Uh, let's see. You're in a band, but it's not a metal band. <laughs> what is it?
1: Hmm. I'm in a band, but it's not a metal band. It is a jazz band. And I'm doing scat. I'm just like, and, but I'm doing it in slam style. So I'm like, <laughs> but I'm Bob. I'm Bob. And it's Bob scatting. And he's like, hey, guys. Yeah, so that's it. that's answer to that question.
2: Amazing. <laughs> Duncan, thank you so, so much for taking the time hanging out with me, the Thirsty Thursday gang. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Murray Fitz patrick for hooking me up with uh, a vox and hops baseball jersey you guys have probably been seeing these circulate uh murray's been yeah. sending a bunch of these really cool baseball jerseys hockey jerseys to uh metal musicians what a drug. very very cool of murray to do that and i really appreciate it um everyone get ready it's coming september 17th unique leaders is releasing pray nuntius infinity yeah. uh i'm stoked about it you guys should be too uh, Duncan, thank you so much. Thirsty Thirsty Gang, I'm going to unmute you all. Let's make some freaking noise. Give Duncan a proper send off. Cheers, everyone.
1: Thanks for having me. Apologies, guys. It's like moshing the without recording recording hurt.
2: <laughs> Cheers to Bob. <laughs> Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, was this ever a very, very fun Thirsty Thursday virtual hang? Uh, Duncan was an absolute legend. He stayed up very late, considering he was in South Africa and we were recording this during the night here in North America. It was a, a true pleasure to hang out with Duncan. He is a fantastic vocalist and i am extremely impressed with everything that he's built on his social media platforms it is a very very cool to see young people doing great things in this modern age If you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast's mailing list. You could do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I've dropped throughout that past week, if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, any pertinent information for any cool projects that I have in the works, As well as the updated links to any upcoming Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs and. Of course, the links to the Brutal Awakenings playlist, which is curated by my man, Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, and is available on both Apple Music and Spotify. There's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Metal podcast, I'd hate for you to miss a single thing, so sign up to that mailing list. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I know that I'm going to be having a great, great time, because I will be at Beer Garden Here in Montreal, which is a brand new traveling beer fest, Uh, Vox and Hops will be on site during the afternoon. If you see me there, come say hi. I will be recording some content for an episode, which I will be dropping next week. And I invited my good friend, Danny Marino, the very first guest of Vox and Hops to come and be my co-host for the whole day. It's going to be an absolute blast the vox and hops metal podcast is brought to you by sound talent media i will be back next week with two episodes one on tuesday and another on friday but until then remember to enjoy life metal and craft beer cheers vox and hops hits
0: hey you do you have any plans this year <laughs> how's that going do you get 2020 well welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020 where myself benny goodman